0: Thank you for tuning in for the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Atlanta, Georgia with a private practice where I specialize in maternal mental health as well as women. With the podcast we'll be talking all things womanhood, motherhood, and a few things sprinkled in in between. So sit back, relax and enjoy a quick chat with me.
1: Too much on my plate, on my face, I'm going through a phase.
0: Hey guys, I just wanted to jump on really quickly before the start of the show today I recorded this interview over a week ago with my hairstylist, Kaylee Carter And I know that you're going to enjoy this week's episode But I recorded it before yesterday when we got the verdict on um, the George Floyd trial For the police officer that murdered him And I'm sure many of us had a sigh of relief Um, It was a... step towards uh, justice and I want to be able to sit in that and acknowledge it because it was a big deal because I was quite concerned and worried and we've had so many trials for so many police officers who did murder black people got off without any types of consequences and not even police officers but even Zimmerman down in Florida with Trayvon Um, so this was it was huge. However, it is a small step towards um change and progress, and so much work needs to be done. But I did want to take a minute to acknowledge that. And I also wanted to share the fact that um I host a quarterly meetup via Zoom. My hopes is after The pandemic and whenever that's going (laughs) to be, whenever we have like some progress towards that, um, that we will be able to meet in person. But currently we're meeting via Zoom and I'm having a black birth war birth workers meetup that's like a ton twister black birth Look, black birth workers meetup on May 7th it's from 12 to 1 we had our first one back in January and it was great um, and we're going to be having our second one on Friday May 7th and it's via Zoom and it's an opportunity for us to be able to just learn about the work um, of other birth workers who are black working with black women um, the work that they do, being able to refer to one another, um, just kind of talk about whatever it is that we're experiencing in this safe space um, as we do the work of helping other black women in this time and just kind of get to know each other um, for that hour. So if you are interested in joining us for the meetup, please email me at Keisha at and the last thing that I wanted to drop in, I think I mentioned this last week, I am currently hosting a fundraiser um, for Postpartum Support International Georgia Chapter, and the funds that we are raised are allowing us to be able to have continuous work towards helping mothers that are dealing with perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes, and there is no amount that is too small. I'm trying to reach my goal of raising $2,000. And I've made some progress, but I definitely want to be able to hit my goal so that we can help serve mothers and, and everything that they're going through. Um, so look out for that. And you are in for a treat because Kaylee is a hilarious person that I definitely enjoy talking to every time I see her. When she does my hair, can't wait to hear what you think about her. And we talk a good bit about self-esteem, self-image, and doing things that make you feel good about yourself and next week on Tuesday on the push through mom Instagram Instagram platform I'm going to be doing an Instagram live with my friend colleague Tamika Cheek Um, she is also a therapist and her specialty is in self-esteem and working with women have positive self-images and it's going to be seven o'clock Eastern on my platform, join in. We're going to be talking all things about how social media influencers, how I was talking about Kevin Samuel Samuels last week, and just all the outside influences that affects a woman's self-esteem and how we can look inward and be able to build that on your own. So that's going to be a great conversation. Please tune in for that. Otherwise, enjoy the show, guys, and I will holler at you next week. All right, Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the push through podcast and I have my hairstylist um, As a guest on the show today, which is Kaylee. Hey Kaylee Hey girl, how are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me Thank you for being on and Kaylee oh, cool. just to like give you like a, a brief introduction. She is like the best person i've ever had on my hair she does a great job with cuts colors styles weaves like anything she pretty much can do and i've been getting my hair done by you since 2015 i don't go yeah because you did my hair for my wedding i don't go to anybody else um you do all of my color my cuts um my presses all of that and she's incredibly talented super good multifaceted and she's also a mother to two girls.
1: Ah, Keisha, thank you. So
0: much. <laughs> um, yes, so and a mother to two little girls. Yes, so to take it back, I know you're originally from Cleveland, right? Co- I'm from Columbus. Columbus, I always say Cleveland, but columbus Every, Ohio. Everyone yeah everyone thinks everyone's miles from <laughs> it's, it's a really good city so, yeah. But yeah i'm from columbus originally how was it growing up in columbus
1: you know it, it was it was good uh, i grew up inner city um, i went to private school like k through fourth fifth grade and then i went to the inner city schools and then um for high school, I moved to the suburbs, and I graduated from the suburban school out there called Hannah Lincoln, but I had a community great; I was heavily involved in sports, so I had a really great foundation growing up in Ohio.
0: Nice. Okay. Um, so yeah. I asked everybody that comes on the show, how did they come to deciding that they wanted to be a mom? Was that something that you always knew growing up, or was it something that wasn't planned and... You find yourself like, oh, well, I'm pregnant. So this is the route that I'm going in. So
1: I always knew I wanted to have children. Obviously, I don't think I I imagined having them so, like, you know, at such a young age in my 20s. But well, I guess 20s isn't really young, but to me, it's young. Mm. Like, I think, you know, having children around 25 is a little early, but I guess I didn't expect to have children at that age. But I knew that I would always be a mother. That so would just happen a little sooner than I imagined. But I didn't have a plan either. I wasn't like, Oh, I have to have kids by this
0: age or that age or anything. I just was kind of going with the flow and here we are, two children uh, later. Nice. <laughs> okay. So with your first daughter, um, is that Journey? Or is Journey your second? Dakota. Dakota. That's my what it is. Dakota's is not my- <laughs> <laughs> So with Dakota <laughs> Um, when you found out you were pregnant, how was that for you? I was I was really excited actually. I
1: um I, I mean, I was I was nervous, but I was excited. So, like, I couldn't believe this was happening, but I was like, okay, we're doing this, you know? Mm. So, when I got pregnant with her, her dad and I were dating for, um, we had been dating for about, it was less than a year, I'll mm-hmm. say that. And so we were both pretty shocked that we were pregnant. And, but we, you know, we just jumped right in. We got right to it. It's like, okay, we're having a baby. This is what we need to do. Boom, boom, boom. This is the plan. And it worked.
0: Nice. Awesome. Okay. And what was your pregnancy like with her?
1: So my pregnancy was amazing. Um, I loved being pregnant. I, I, Like you said, I'm a hairstylist. So I was on my feet the entire pregnancy. I worked all the way until the end. The baby was happy and healthy. And I was just... I was happy and healthy too. I was ready. I mean, towards the end, the pregnancy got a little bit harder, maybe month seven, with like um, uh, heartburn and throwing up and things like that. Mm. But I had a fairly simple pregnancy, um, no complications. It wasn't until, you know, delivery is when I experienced complications, but the pregnancy was great.
0: Awesome. Okay. And being that you, You know you were in your 20s it wasn't something that was necessarily that was planned um how was life after you brought her home was it a huge adjustment or do you feel like you kind of fell into it okay
1: so i say this all the time like for the first three months i feel like the baby and the mom are total strangers like Mm -hmm. they don't know each other at all and so for the first three months i was Finding my maternal streak, I was struggling with nursing, I was healing from a C-section, all things that I didn't even think of, like, going into a pregnancy. I was just like, okay, I'm going to have a baby, but I didn't think about, how is the baby actually going to get here? Mm. So, those are the things that I kind of struggled with in the beginning, just, like, getting acclimated to nursing and losing sleep and waking up in the middle of the night. It was great that um, my husband at the time would had the ability to wake up in the middle of the night because he was very helpful in the nighttime. Yeah. That's when I realized I'm like a narcoleptic sleeper. <laughs> like once I'm asleep, I'm out. So <laughs> it was definitely a blessing to have him there with me, like going all through, you know, the total process, all of the motions. He was a very hands on dad. So that really helped. Um, so, like I said, the only struggles that I really experienced were, um, you know, the post, the, the nursing, kind yeah. of the postpartum sadness, a little bit of that, um, the postpartum hair loss. Yeah, I lost, I lost my hair. I didn't know what was going on, so I shaved all my hair off. It was ah. like the craziest thing. Um, but now looking back on it and being more experienced and having a second child, I know, like, okay, these are all hormonal things. So yeah. I was more prepared the second time around. Nice,
0: nice. Okay. So, then with your second, um, being that you were more prepared, um, you guys have kind of like established like a routine and everything. How was your experience with pregnancy, giving birth, and postpartum second time?
1: So, second time around, pregnancy was just as light. You know, it was fairly simple. Seven months, same thing, heartburn, um, you know, a lot of like vomiting towards the end. But Journey was a little bit different because she came earlier than my scheduled C section. And so going into labor, I thought, well, maybe again, maybe, you know, try for a VBAC and do the VBAC mm. process because I, do, I went into labor naturally. And so, you know, the labor was totally different from the first time, which was really scary because I didn't know what was going on. So it's not like I was like what my expectations were, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It was totally different from that. And so, um, you know, I got to the hospital. I wasn't really sure if I was in later, but it felt like it. It seemed like something was happening. I was close to the due date, but not. I was a little earlier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get to the hospital, and um, I was actually contracting every two to three minutes, but I wasn't dilated at all. Mm. I may have been dilated maybe a centimeter. And so they did also schedule the C-section. I had the C-section there. And then also a little different coming home, I had another layer of things because, you know, I I was still a mom of a toddler. Yeah. Dakota was three, three at the time. So my, um, I ended up, my incision ended up getting infected. So that was another layer of like after postpartum things to like deal with. But, you know, once the doctors figured out what was going on, everything healed fine. And then we were on the journey of having a baby with two children, you know, a baby Mm -hmm. with a toddler. Um... So yeah, pregnancy and all of that, all of that went very smoothly. There were some things that happened in my marriage that kind of took a turn for, you know, being a mom of two, mm-hmm. but all of that worked out as well, too. So I'm not be happier.
0: That's good. To go back, like yeah. hearing you say that about the C-section and then possibly having a V-back, when you had your C-section with Dakota, how did you take that? Were you okay with it or was it something that you...
1: No, I wasn't. I was actually really sad about it. Um, because like I said, when when you get pregnant in your head, you're thinking you're not even think like to for me at the time I was twenty five and so or twenty four um before I had her. And so um a C section wasn't even in the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. Surely I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna have a regular childbirth. And so, you know, I think it was a little bit of me and a little bit of a little bit of my impatience because at the time that I had gone into or started active labor, you know the first time and it's different for everyone but for my experience, the first time I went into active labor, but I wasn't quite dilating right So me being now 41 weeks pregnant, young, impatient, um, I think maybe had I trusted the process a little bit more, and we waited at home and kind mm. of went through the labor and stuff at home. Mm-hmm. My C-section experience may not have been as traumatic because, you know, my body was under a lot of stress. Wow. Um, I had gotten to five, six centimeters and um, the doctors came in and my cervix began to swell shut, which is why I had to have a C-section but I think maybe had I kind of gone through some of the natural laboring and just allow my body to do what it was supposed to do naturally, maybe things could have been different. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but mm-hmm. um, i just thinking about these things. Huh? And, um so yeah, but I was shocked. I was, I was a little sad about it. Like, uh, you know, you, you want to know that your parts work and you can have a vaginal birth and just an experience of it all. But It's a blessing to have a healthy baby regardless of how they get get here. And so that's what I had to come to. I had to say, like, but she's here. She's healthy. And how she got here
0: really doesn't matter. She's here, though. Yeah. Yeah. So important. That's good that you were able to, like, reframe that. And then the other part that you said um, about your relationship. So something that's often isn't talked about is... when you have a baby, it definitely can have an impact on your romantic relationship because there's just a huge transition. It's a lot of change um, and it can be stressful. One person stress, you know, sometimes both of you guys and it can just be a lot. And I know that you and your daughter's father do a great job with co-parenting. How would you say you guys got to this place?
1: You know, when we realized that the relationship was n- not good for either one of us, we had to have a sit down and we had to say, like, wow, we loved each other and we had, you know, a great time in our marriage. We just felt it was it would be best to step away from the relationship and focus on our co-parents and relationship. And while we're no longer married, we have a great co parenting relationship because we made our kids from love. Right. Mm. So. We knew that we wanted to be parents. We knew that we wanted to be great parents. And so that is really the premise of why we have so much great co parents in relationship because our, I think our kids were made from love and we both wanted our kids. We both wanted them and we love them so much. And so it just makes it easy to be good co parents, honestly. Mm.
0: I, I mean, I feel like that—that that is like ideal and it's super mature and it but is. But it's not
1: common. It's not common.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> it's not common at all, and I'm not gonna flex. Like, sometimes there are downs, where I'm like, listen, we've been on a good path, okay? <laughs> Let's
0: not mess this
1: up. <laughs> Let's keep this going because this is not an easy journey, right? Like, we we and the way we split our time, he gets the kids on the weekends, I get them during the week. And so we both get to share them throughout the week. But it's still not the same as seeing your kid every single day. Yeah. Right? And so that was a big adjustment for the both of us. Um, but I think we kind of helped each other through it. Like, we talked each other through it. Sometimes I would call him, I would cry or be upset, and he would be like, you know, I really miss the kids. And, and we were able to establish a closeness because we were going through that at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's great. What advice would you give to a mother who is not with their co-parent romantically anymore and maybe their emotions about the breakup of the relationship is interfering with them being able to have a functional co-parent experience.
1: I mean, bottom line is, you got to put the kids first. I mean, it's just... At this point, I think, um, for me, I had established enough emotional wellness while I wasn't okay, right? Right. I had to be okay for my kids. I mm-hmm. had to be because they're vulnerable. They're little. They don't have the same emotional capacity that I have. So I couldn't, I couldn't neglect that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when we go through a divorce or we go through a relational breakup and we have small children, it's easy to want to put yourself first. And while that time does come, because I do ha- now have the time to put myself first and focus on my kids in that moment, I had to say, like, I have to be strong for these kids mm. because it's my job to nurse them. It's my job to nurture a healthy relationship with their father, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have my dad growing up, so I knew that regardless, if this man wants to be involved with his children... I'm going to make sure I am who I need to be to facilitate that in the most positive and healthy way possible. Mm. And so I just had to put my feelings aside, honestly. And while doing that, it helped me heal from the relationship. Mm. That's
0: huge. That's amazing. Kaylee. Like that's awesome. Um, Something that you said, like being able to pour into yourself. And, you know, I say this whenever you and I see each (laughs) other that I think that you do a great job with self-care. Like you travel You meet with friends, you take great selfies, like you live your (laughs) best life. And, you know, like a lot of women feel like after they have a kid, that's it. You know, like I can't dress like this anymore or I can't go on girls trips or the mom guilt will take over. How did you get here?
1: Okay, so mom guilt is real because in the (laughs) beginning I was a mess, right? I was like... I'm out here, like, my kids are with their dad, I'm a part-time mom, like, mom guilt was real for me, so that was some another point of healing, right, being, I mean, essentially it's postpartum, it's part of postpartum healing, mm-hmm. finding yourself again, um, I would say that I've always been pretty confident in who I am, but even, you know, I wasn't really happy with our postpartum body, so I kind of mm-hmm. made sure I try to do the work to feel good about myself, because when you feel good about yourself, then you can love yourself more and you can enjoy the things that self is. But if you don't know what that is or what that looks like, then you can't really have that. You can't right. have both. So I I found that still having my own identity outside of being a mom has been the most important thing because being a mom is a it's taxing mm-hmm. taxing raising children. And so I, I I just make it I make it a priority.
0: Just as much as I
1: make them a priority because they are first and foremost, I absolutely have to make time for myself, which that looks a little different for me because I'm not married anymore. The kids go with their dad every weekend, so it is a little bit easier. and That's not most people's situation, but I think it's important, like if I was still married, that I established something in my relationship with my husband where it was like, okay, babe, every second week of the month. Friday night, that's going to be my day to do whatever it is that I want to do to get away from the house. Mm -hmm. You got it? You know what I mean? Like establishing those parameters, not only does it keep your marriage or your relationship happy, it keeps you happy. Right. And we have to be happy to raise kids.
0: Yes. Yes. Very important. You also said that you didn't like your, or you weren't happy with your postpartum body, which I think all of us can relate to because our bodies go through so much of a change. And sometimes we can find ourselves saying like self-deprecating comments about ourselves or comparing ourselves to other people who have like the snapback on social media. How were you able to get to a place where you have more confidence and you feel good in the body that you're in? Okay, so there are
1: several layers to this, right? Because I, back in September, I had a mommy makeover, Mm -hmm. Um, but prior to that, You know, after my first child, I really struggled with body image, like major. Like my body was, like I said, I grew up an athlete. I was a cheerleader all my life. So, you know, I had a pretty good physique, Mm -hmm. right? And so then you get pregnant, you get lazy, you accumulate extra weight. Mm -hmm. Like when I had Dakota, I I topped out at 183 pounds. Now, they can't see me because we're talking. Right, you're a petite person. 183 pounds on a five foot tall person Mm -hmm. is a lot of weight and so you know i had to work i got a trainer i worked it off and then second go around now we're talking about a second c-section so there's permanent scarring there i just was totally unhappy and so i was like i'm gonna do something about it now everybody's not for plastic surgery and that's not what i'm promoting but what i'm saying is Mm -hmm. that if it's something you want to do do it Mm -hmm. if that's gonna make you feel good do that if spending a little extra money in your budget to get a trainer do that like whatever it takes to get back to making you feel 100% good like when you look in the mirror it's really important because it really ties into once again your happiness and so I really prioritize that as well too if, if once I said that that was something I was going to do I did it I, I made sure that I lost the weight I needed to lose prior to you know getting the surgery and I changed my diet so that once I had it I wouldn't be right back in the same position of right. you know losing what I worked for but you know I and I've been open about that. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with moms mm-hmm. having plastic surgery. If you want to go get a little lipo or a tummy tuck or a breast lift and your husband is down for it, which is really not up to him. But if, <laughs> yes. you, if that's what you want to do, do,
0: do it. Because yep. you're
1: going to feel good.
0: Right. Did you have any naysayers? Did anybody, like, try to talk oh, you out of it? Oh,
1: yeah. Like,
0: I lost friends. But... You lost friends over a mommy makeover? I
1: lost frame i'm not gonna say it was over a mommy makeover but like it was more so like okay you don't support this mm. gotcha and it's obvious that you don't support it so i mean i support my friends in their endeavors yeah. regardless of what it is if you something you don't if i if i didn't agree with it if that's something you want to do i'm still going to support you because it's your life and so yeah, there were a ton of people that were like, you don't need it, go to the gym, do this do that, do that, but what people don't realize as a single mom, three out of the four days a week that I could have time to go to a trainer, I don't have because I'm a business owner, I, you know I, I'm i carrying and taking care of the kids by myself, so going to the gym just wasn't as easy as a task. Now, did I do it? Yes. But it still wasn't getting me to where I wanted to be. Right. And so, I, I mean, regardless of what people said, I didn't even... Anyway. My mom supported it. Oh, nice. My ex-husband supported it because he was going to help me with the kids while I was gone doing it. So, I was like, as long as my community is supporting it, then I'm
0: doing it. That's awesome. Love yeah. it. <laughs> so, <laughs> af- afterwards... Um, once you had the mommy makeover, and you've healed, how how were your initial thoughts and your feelings? Like, how did it all kind of like settle in for you? I mean, after the pain world, <laughs>
1: I'm only talking about after the pain. World. How long was
0: the pain though? What was recovery like?
1: Recovery is three to six months. So three to like, six you months. Have, oh For wow. the first three months, you're in pain. Wow. I mean. No, I'm not even going to lie. You're in pain the first three months. Like, the nerves are getting back to normal the first month. Your hairstylist is shaking her head. By the way, Kaylee's getting
0: her hair done. So if y'all hear clicking, she's getting her hair done. But she's shaking her head right now.
1: (laughs) 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 So, yeah. So, it was something else, right? Everybody's pain tolerance is different, but it was something else. Mm. But after the fact, by month three, where I really started to see a change like, started to see, like, things going into place, my stomach was kind of, you know, healing from the massages, I was like, oh, yes, Mm. I mean, it was COVID, though, so it wasn't so much of oh, yeah, because I wasn't going many places, but, you know, I was like, well, when outside does open, I'm going to be feeling good, looking Mm. good, like, glowing in my true confident self, because... I did something for mommy. I did something for me. Right.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Um, My last question is, so as a mom who is a single woman, um, Mm -hmm. juggling dating and romantic life sometimes can be hard um, because there Mm -hmm. are some mothers who may feel like they don't have the space for or they want to wait or they can even have like some guilt in regards to that or Finding the right person or just being able to just date and looking at it as a job. But ultimately, a lot of people just like the idea of companionship and everybody deserves, you know, love in whatever form of however that looks like. How were you able to navigate that or get to a place where, okay, I'm ready to date or this is how I want to structure it into my life as a single mom?
1: so okay so now we have two two years of some information but (laughs) when i when i first well when i was okay let's go back to when i was actually getting divorced and those emotions that i was going through because a lot of people don't talk about that right Mm. so before i was getting divorced i was i was really like nobody's gonna want to be with me Mm. i have these two responsibilities like I don't want to put my life on anyone else. Like there were so many insecurities that I had that were going through my mind in the beginning. And then, you know, I had to get past that, you know, talking to other people that had been divorced, you know, talking to other women who had never even been married, that had children. They're like, girl, please, like you are going to be all right. Right. And so that was a lot of things that I had to get through. And then I met someone and, um, you know, he was very supportive of me, um, like, through my healing process after a divorce. He had been divorced before. And that really showed me, and while we're no longer together, we're still really good friends. And But that really showed me that, you know, sometimes things don't work out only for great, greater things to fall into place. Mm. And so I've always carried that with me through dating. And I'm, I'm like, you know, the blessing is going to come out of it mm. some way or somehow. And so... I, you know, I'm very open, and I've heard people say, like, you know, they date and they don't tell people they have children. My kids are a huge part of my life, and we come as a package deal. So, if you don't accept the fact that I have children, someone will, right? And so, I always keep an open mind. I'm, I'm very open about, you know, the type of mother that I am, and how committed I am to being a mother to my children. And, I mean, honestly, men don't really... Men and most men love kids, so they're like, "Oh, you had children already? Great!" And, and, and a lot of times they're like, "Wow, that that means that she's even more of a responsible woman and more of a woman that I can trust because she's not just like, you know, out here wowing, Like mm-hmm. she's she's handling she's handling it mm-hmm. and she's handling it by herself. So it really hasn't been bad. And and you know, in, in regards to like if I'm dating someone and then meeting my my kids or whatever, uh, which my kids have only met two, you know, uh, you know, someone, the two guys that I've dated seriously since being divorced. But I just kind of went with it, like what felt good, how I felt, they felt about me having children was important, and. I just, you know, I think it's important that if you are dating someone seriously or if you're considering dating someone seriously, that they do meet your children and they do see that dynamic of what it's like for you to be a mother. Because sometimes you can date someone and they don't understand yeah, what it takes to be a parent or what it takes to be a single mother. And so, you know, you just have to use your best gut feeling. You have to use your instincts when yeah. it comes to dating in and, in and, and, and that matter.
0: And I love how you were, initially you said that your thoughts were, would anybody want me now that I have two kids? But you were able to pull yourself out of that negative thinking and being able to see like, oh, you know, there's so much life ahead. And yes. of course, like someone would, you, you are more than just, you know, the piece. Yeah. Like there's so much. And I think that's what the whole conversation is.
1: Like I'm more yeah. than just a mom. Yeah. And while that's a major piece of my life, I'm. Big, 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 big part of it. I'm more than just that. Mm-hmm. And I think we get, as women, we get so lost in the title of being a mother mm-hmm. that we forget who who we are and we forget about what it takes to be truly happy. And then that's a reflection on how we raise our kids. Yep.
0: Yep. So. Facts. Um, last question. What are some day-to-day self-care activities that you do um how do you take care of yourself or how do you stay grounded and positive with all that you have uh, going on um you know day to day i watch what i take
1: in what type of information i'm taking in who i'm taking it in from um because I, I realize that my energy will affect my children on a day-to-day basis so i try to make sure i'm constantly remaining around positive people you know, positive vibes, Mm -hmm. my workplace feels good, Um, so that's self-care for me, right? Like, making sure that the energy around me is positive and it's reflective of where I'm trying to go and what I'm trying to do. Also, like, I when when I'm home with the kids, I give them activities to do that they can do on their own so that I can do the things that I need to do, whether it's fold laundry Mm. or I mean, th- things that I need to do for stuff at home Do post on Instagram I don't know, whatever it is that I want to do I give the kids their own activities that they can do on their own mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have our family time Whether it's dinner time or whatever And then once the kids are in bed I'll have a glass of wine mm-hmm. I'll sit down and watch my favorite TV show I've given myself facials at night mm. I'm soaking the bathtub Whatever it takes for me
0: to relax, I do that Nice, love it Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Kaylee. Such good information. No, of course. And I'm going to put your um, Instagram handle so people can go to your page and see how great you look. (laughs) Not that you did (laughs) not before, but just so they can, like, really get the visual because she looks fantastic. But thank you so much for being on the show.